What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Gridiron Fanful Podcast for Wednesday, September 8th, 2021. And I am Chip, I'm your host, and thank you so much for listening today. If you're a new listener, thank you so much for joining us as well. If you'd like to share our podcast, you can find us over on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and now we're on Pandora. If you'd like to watch us, you can watch us over on YouTube at Gridiron Fantasy Football. So please do me a favor, hit subscribe, support the show so you don't miss any more episodes. We are now getting into week one of the fantasy football season. So if you don't want to miss any of the waiver wire show, if you don't want to miss any of the the starts and sits, I know please, you know, please hit subscribe so you don't miss that. But today's today's episode, we're gonna be talking about bold predictions for 2021. Um, I'm gonna make my Super Bowl picks. I'm gonna make my bold statement, my bold predictions for fancy this year, and kind of talk about Week One a little bit about the the Bucks and Cowboys and all that stuff. Um, but before I do that, let's get into some of the news that took place on Tuesday. Um, you know the the news that came out. You know, you know, we know that last week Gus Edwards is presumably the the starting running back for the. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens because of J.K. Dobbins going down. Now, the Baltimore Ravens have now added Le'Veon Bell to address that um, issue at running back. So a lot of people were trying to figure out if they need to pick up somebody else on the Ravens backfield. You know, there was some talk about um, Tyson Williams being the guy behind Gus Edwards. Now they signed Le'Veon Bell. So I, I I just think this is an insurance policy. I don't think there's anything fancy relevant about this pick. I think that we uh we still we haven't seen a Le'Veon Bell that has been productive and fancy for quite some time. So I know there's some people who are gonna add him on the waiver wire, but you know, it might be a just a, a pick to stash on your bench and maybe become something, but a guy that just just got signed off the street, you know, going into week one, I just don't really see anything from a fancy relevancy there. Um, I would trust Tyson Williams more than I would trust Le'Veon Bell right now. Um, and then, well, with the New Orleans Saints, they had they uh, cut uh, Latavius Murray. Um, he denied a pay cut, so they released him. So obviously, the handcuff for Alvin Kamara is going to be um, Tony Jones. That's going to be the guy that's going to be on or be the second string running back for the Saints. So it might be a guy that you want to pick up just in case. Um, don't know much about him. Don't know much how, like how he looks in a sense of like his style. Um, but it's just a good, you know, if you have, you know, deeper benches, some guy that you can try to, you know, try to stash just in case something happens to Alvin Kamara. Um, and then Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews lands a four year, $56 million extension with Baltimore. It's, that's really good for obviously Lamar Jackson. Um, you know, it's always nice to have that, that tight end position locked down. And especially a guy like Mark Andrews has been pretty productive since being on the Ravens. So, uh, good for him. And then some news about, uh, the, the, the injuries that have taken place so far in training camp, uh, looks like Deandre Swift, the Lions head coach, Dan Campbell had said that he will play against the 49ers. And speaking of the 49ers, they have listed Jimmy Garoppolo as the week one starter, which we all knew that was going to happen. We didn't think that um, with Trey Lance being out for week one because of a fractured finger, whatever the mysterious like injury he has on whatever finger it is, um, he was denied the starting position. And Jimmy Garoppolo, it's his job until it's his job to lose. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, that is pretty much the biggest news that took place you know, on Tuesday. And now let's go ahead and talk about some of uh, week one, right? Let's talk about, you know, a lot of the questions will be this week about the starts and sits for week one. 
Um, we got the you know we got the Bucks Cowboys. So obviously there's there's players that you'll play in that game. I think week one for fantasy is probably the easiest week to figure out what you want to do when it comes to your lineup. You know, you just had your draft, right? If you drafted this past Labor Day weekend or you drafted the weekend before or any time since, what, August. You know, I think that what you do is you have to, you drafted the team. It's, you 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 play that team that you drafted in a sense of like, you just pick your best players and put them out there and see what happens. You know, after week one, we're going to see what players are going to break out. We'll see some usage. We'll, you know, waiver wire pickups after week one are going to be, what kind of builds that that roster up and build towards a playoff team, a championship team. But right now for week one, just set your best lineup you have based on the team that you drafted, based on the information we have right now. And it's when it comes to your players that you have on your roster currently. So uh, no, no uh, real big questions. Now, if you want to sh- shoot me a question about a start and sit who you'd rather you know play, I'm willing to do that. Um, you know, you can always send me a message on Instagram at Gridiron Fantasy Football, and I can try to, you know, answer as many of those start sits questions I can um, for all the listeners. Um, but like I said, I mean, this is this is a this. I feel like week one is the week that you see how good you drafted. Um, it's never going to tell the whole story, but hopefully, you get you know you're you're playing the right players and you're able to come out with a win. But generally, this is kind of of the the week that you just kind of, you know, put your, you know, put your best players out there. Um, and when now going, now talking about actually Thursday night football. So uh, I'm recording this on, on actually Tuesday night, I fly out to, to Orlando, um, tomorrow morning early. So I had to record this on Tuesday night, but, um, I'll be at that game. I'll be at the Bucks Cowboys game. I'm super excited about it. I haven't been to a Bucks game for like three or four years. I was a season takeover for like 10 years. And so for me to be at this game that celebrate the the Super Bowl win and and just really cool to be able to be in a stadium with a bunch of fans again. I mean, that's going to be an awesome thing to see. Um, I'm kind of nervous. Bucks are not very good on primetime games, um, but I feel like there'll be an extra emphasis on winning just because it's a home opener. It's a season opener. It's, you know, 70,000 fans is celebrating the Super Bowl. Like there's a lot of things that that are favoring the Bucks. I mean, I think they're favored by like eight points now, but the Cowboys make me nervous. The Cowboys have you know everyone talks about the bucks with the with godwin with with uh evans and with antonio brown and gronk oj howard came Bray, um roy uh uh ronald jones and and leonard Fournette. like we can't forget that this this team that the cowboys have are pretty good on offense too i like our i like our defense better than the cowboys defense so i feel like our offense would be a lot better but you can't deny amari cooper cd lamb michael gallup zeke dak like I'm excited to watch this game. I know they're they're down uh, Zach Martin because of COVID, but um, it's gonna be fun going to a game with so much intensity and seeing all the stars play. You know, in one you know in one stadium, it's gonna be really cool to see. But um, obviously, I'm gonna be picking the Bucks. I'm gonna be you know there at the game, just hollering and, and having a good time with my best friend. So um, it's gonna be really cool. So I'm excited about that. Um, so with that being said, let's talk about. My my Super Bowl predictions, right? So, um, generally, on average, we see a, a five new playoff teams per year. That we you know we have the twenty twenty playoff teams, and obviously, there's usually a, a five you know five team turnover the next season, right? So last year, the seven AFC teams were the Chiefs, Bills, Steelers, Titans, Ravens, Browns, Colts. In the NFC, we had the Packers, Saints, Seahawks, uh, Washington. Uh, 
Bucks, Rams, Bears, those were the playoff teams from last season. Now, what I'm going to predict for this season, there's not a lot of changes in the AFC side of things, but I think you'll see more changes on the NFC side of things um, to kind of get that average of five new teams. Now, I still think the Chiefs are the team to beat. Um, I think the Bills are a close second, so I think the Bills make the playoffs. They win the NFC East. I'm sorry, the AFC East. Uh, I think the Browns win the AFC North. I think the the Steelers, I mean, they they were good last year. Obviously, they had a good, you know, was an 11-0 run, and then they kind of obviously fell off the end, you know, by the end of the season. Big Ben just wasn't the same, and, you know, they just were dealing with just a lot of injuries and all that stuff. So um, I I do think that, out of the AFC North, it's going to be the Browns and the Ravens. There won't be a Steelers team in the playoffs this year. Um, I know that's a, a, a hot take right there, but I do think that that the Browns and the Ravens are going to be um, too good to for the Steelers to keep up with. Um, I think the Titans they win, you know, their division. Um, I do think that the Dolphins will be a wild card team. I think the Dolphins they were ten and six last year. They have a really good defense. You know, I think a second season with Tua at quarterback, you add Jalen Waddle, um, you add, you know, you have you have, you have, you add like Malcolm Brown, like role players, things like that. You got Mike Jasicki at at uh, tight end. You got we got bringing in Will Fuller. He'll be there after you know a few games when he does this, he has a saw a suspension that he has to um, still serve. But you know, having Will Fuller, having Jalen Waddle, having John Jay Parker. Um, you know, having Miles Gaskin, you know, Malcolm Brown, like this is a good offensive team. Um, and I think that their defense is very underrated. So I think the Dolphins make the playoffs as a wild card team. And I think the Colts, if, if Carson went, <clears throat> if Carson Wentz plays the whole season, you know, they have a, a you know, a top defense. Um, they have, they have Carson Wentz. I hope this is a season. I think, I think Carson Wentz if he plays a full season is going to, we're going to see a, a, a Carson Wentz that we saw, Back when the Eagles won the won the Super Bowl, when they were thirteen and three, and he was considerably an MVP before he got hurt. So if he's able to stay on the field behind that offensive line with a good enough defense, I think the Colts make uh make the last spot in the playoffs, and they're the wild card team. So that's what I have on the in the AFC side of things. I have the Chiefs, Bills, Browns, Titans, Ravens, Dolphins, Colts. Um, when it comes to the NFC, so. Not trying to be biased, just trying to be very objective about this. Is that I think the Bucks win the conference. I think they obviously win their division. Um, I think that they will they will have their struggles with division rivals. I think you all for me. I always mark division rivals as a one and one split. I think that because you play them so often, you're so familiar with these teams, you're always going to have that split. So um, I think that the Bucks do win the division, but I do think that they do have some some tough games against the Falcons, the Panthers, and the uh the saints um i think the packers win the nfc north i think that there's really not a team in the nfc north that i feel like can really compete with the packers right now um i think the bears because of the andy doll and the justin Fields situation i think that they're just going to be they're going to be a, a competitive team i don't think they're going to be a playoff team um i think when it comes to the vikings now they they could potentially be a be a team that could be like a wild card team but uh, I just don't. I just don't see it for the for the Vikings, and then, um, you know, the Lions. Obviously, it's the Lions. So don't have to say much about that. I think the Rams win the NFC West. I think the Rams. You know, they have a top defense. You, know, you bring in Matthew Stafford to sling it to Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Um, 
you know, you bring, you know, you, you have Daryl Henderson, you got Sony, Sony Michelle now. I think this is a very good offensive team. Um, and you add that with the top defense, I think the Rams will win the NFC West. I think uh, the Washington football team wins the eight, uh, the NFC East. Um, I think that their defense, I mean, we saw it last year, they're dominant. Um, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is an upgrade. I think that offense would be fun to watch under his under his uh, leadership. Um, you know, it's it's going to be. I think having Terry McLaurin, having Curtis Samuel, you know, you have Logan Thomas, you have Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick. I think that's going to be a fun a fun team to watch. So I think they win the NFC East again. Um, when it comes to the Seahawks, I think the Seahawks win. Or I'm sorry, I think the Seahawks make the uh, the playoffs as well. I think the Seahawks are a good enough team where they won't win the division, but they'll get in there as a wild card. Um, I do think that Dallas will be a wild card team. I think if Dak is healthy, that team is too talented to miss the playoffs, especially when there's seven wild card spots now. I think Dallas makes it. And I do think the 49ers um, make the playoffs as well. They have a good defense. You know, I think that, you know, getting Bosa back, um, getting, you know, some offensive weapons with, you know, with Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, get George Kittle for hopefully a full season. You got Trey Sermon, you got Rain Moster. I think that team is is good enough to be a wild card team. So I think you know those those teams are my picks for the NFC playoffs. So I got the Bucks, Packers, Rams, Washington, uh, Seahawks, Cowboys, and 49ers. Now, when it comes to my Super Bowl picks, so with all that being said, I do think the the 2022 Super Bowl that's going to be played in February. It's going to be the Browns versus the Bucks, and I believe that the Bucks go back to back. I I know that's a super hard thing to do. I know that's a biased statement based on me being a Bucks fan, but I think that if you look at the Bucks in, as a whole, right, their defense was top top five by the end of the season last year. They got all their starters back, and then you add a first round defensive end, you add um, other you know, other contributors to that defense. I mean. It's hard not to see the Bucs as one of the top defenses this year. And then you add Tom Brady with getting a full full season with Antonio Brown, who apparently, based on the report, looks amazing. Um, you got Godwin, you got Evans, you know, Gronk, you know, Jones, Fournette, Bray, you know, all that stuff. I mean, I, I can't it's hard for me to think that the Bucks offense couldn't set records this year or do things that is unheard of because of that offense. Now you know, that's, you know, that's my opinion on that. Um, I think, I do think the Browns, I think, um, the Browns have a good, another good defense that could really help that offense. I think Baker Mayfield has a good year. I think that having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, it's their, that's their, that's how they're built. They're built to run the ball, but with, with having OBJ back, you know, you have Austin Hooper, you know, you got all these, these guys on offense, you know, Jarvis Landry, you know, these are guys that could definitely, make that offense tick. And I think that the Browns can, can beat because their defense can beat a chiefs or a bills team in the playoffs, depending on, you know, elements and all that stuff. But uh, my pick is Browns versus bucks with bucks winning super bowl, uh, the super bowl in February. So that those are my, my season predictions for playoff teams and super bowl, you know, picks and all that. Now let's get into bowl predictions for fantasy football. Well, what I like about bowl predictions is that it can, I can say anything I want, and it's just a bold prediction. So um, I'm a, I try to keep things actual, you know, actually like 
something that could actually happen. So I'm trying to uh, pick, you know, some players where I think that are going to do very good this year that people are not thinking of. Um, speaking of the Browns, I think Baker Mayfield, my first bold prediction for the quarterback position, I think Baker Mayfield will be a QB one in fantasy this year. I think that he's a super valued pick right now. I had drafted him in one of my leagues this past weekend. And I think that with the defenses, you know, the defense they have, better scoring opportunities, shorter fields, I think Baker Mayfield definitely can give you a lot of value this year. Um, I think that, you know, this is like he was, what, two years ago, he was ranked as like the sixth best. I think it was after his rookie season. He was ranked like six overall as a quarterback and he busted. He was like, he ended the season like in the 20s somewhere. But I think right now, I think he's in a contract year this year. I think Baker Mayfield definitely has a very good season um, and finishes as a QB1. Uh, and my second quarterback, uh, I think Trey Lance will be the best rookie quarterback from a fantasy standpoint for rookies. So everyone's getting to talk about with Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson and now Mac Jones, but. Even though Trey Lance has not, uh, he will not play week one. I think once he becomes the starter, I think we're going to see a, a a a year like we saw with Justin Herbert last year. Trey, you know, Trey Lance is a guy who can run the ball. He's a dual threat. He can throw the ball. He has a good offensive weapons around him. I can see a season like that where <clears throat> the number one pick, like Tr- Trevor Lawrence, uh, is being out outshined by someone like Trey Lance. I think that's a very legitimate thing. Now, Austin, that only matters if he he plays in week two or week three. I think that will um, make that bull prediction more more likely. But, you know, that's one of those things where that's how I see it. Uh, moving on to the running back position. I think that um, this guy is being drafted as a, a big value pick right now at the running back position. Or he was because obviously most drafts are over. But James Robinson, he will finish this year as an RB1. I cannot see that with the workload that he had last year. I know they got Carlos Hyde, but with with Anthony going down, I just feel like James Robinson. I'm back on. I'm back on. You know, his. I'm on the bandwagon with him this year again. You know, he was he was like an RB seven last year in PPR formats. Um, I think that you know he will definitely bring back the value that you had and then some, and end up being an RB one this year. Uh, I truly believe that based on just the opportunities. Um, in my second running back, I have Austin Eckler. He will finish as a top five running back in PPR formats. I love this guy. I, I got him in one of my leagues. Um, and I think that he is being drafted. He's being drafted later in the first round or some, sometimes in the second round because he's not a, a Dalvin Cook or a Zeke or a player like that. But I do think that he brings so much dynamic aspects to his game where he can he's a good pass catcher he's known for being a pass catcher is now can you put it together and be that guy on the ground that gets you a thousand yards you know can he get you a thousand yards on the ground and on the you know in the air like is that a guy that that has the potential to do that i think so um you know is he gonna do it to the level of christian mccaffrey i don't know the volume has to be there but i do think that he's a guy that's getting drafted a little later um and could be you know a little later i say later like in the you know in the first early second um, but I think that he's a guy that will will finish as a top five running back in PPR formats. Now moving on to the wide receiver position, my bull, my bull, my first bold prediction for the wide receiver position is that AJ Brown will finish outside the top twelve for fantasy. Right now, he's he's somewhere like in the consensus rankings, like somewhere like I think six, seven, or eight, or something like that. But I do think that AJ Brown is known for being very efficient. Right, this was the argument with Alf Kamara that Alf Kamara didn't get the touches. 
but because he was getting those touchdowns, he was very efficient. So he didn't need a lot of workload in order to, um, you know, be fancy relevant being RB one. So I think with AJ Brown, because the Titans are one of the least teams that throw the ball, I do think that that's really going to hurt AJ Brown. And when you add Julio Jones to the mix, um, and then being a run heavy team with Derrick Henry, there is a there's a chance that you will not see AJ Brown finish as a as a top twelve uh, wide receiver. I mean, it's um, kind of kind of leaning that way, and I guess we'll obviously see what happens this year. But I I, I have AJ Brown in my my dynasty league. I want AJ Brown to do well, but I think when you look at the dynamic of that team on how much they they they, they run the ball, how much they actually pass, or the 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 lack of the amount of times they pass. There has to be, be be super efficient with that, and then they, you know, Julio Jones is better than Corey Davis, so um, I think that there's going to be some chance that that's a legitimate case for AJ Brown being outside of the top twelve. So love him, but just trying to make a bold prediction there. Um, going on to the Cowboys, I think CD Lamb, he will be a wide receiver one in fantasy, and he will be the guy that you wanted all along in Dallas. I've been saying this. I know that Amari Cooper is good. Mari Cooper is very volatile, though. I think that there's games where he can blow up and score you, you know, 30 to 40 PPR points. And there's games that he gives you zero or he gives you single digits in PPR format. So I think that, you know, CD Lamb, if you drafted him, be excited because I think that him moving to the perimeter, he's going to he's just going to blow up this year with Dak. And I think that we're really going to see um, people who had wish they had drafted CD Lamb above Amari Cooper and whatnot. So um that's a legitimate, a legitimate case for it. Um, and then last, uh, AJ Brown's old teammate, Corey Davis, he will be a, he'll finish as a wide receiver two this year. Um, he's, I think he's like ranked. If I last time I looked at the rankings, he was like somewhere in the thirties and he's been getting a lot of targets in the preseason. He has this connection with Zach Wilson. Um, I think that, that Corey Davis is finally turning out receiver that we thought the Titans drafted years ago in the first round. I think now we'll see Corey Davis actually bring that value. Um, you know, he may not, he may not be wide receiver one, but I think he can clearly be a high end wide receiver two this year. Um, and he's being he's being drafted as like a wide receiver, you know, what three or four right now, um, depending on depending on the league and the formats. But that is my my wide receiver bull predictions, and then my last bull prediction from the tight end position. I think that Tyler Higby will be a top five tight end this year. This is a, a guy that we thought would broke. He was one of my breakout guys last year and it just didn't happen. Um, I think that when you add someone like Matthew Stafford, who can sling the ball, um, you know, Gerald, Gerald Everett's no longer there. So I, that, that gives him a lot of opportunity. You know, the year that, you know, last year we were hoping for a breakout because the year before, you know, he was, his snap, his snap count was going up. He had 89 targets. He was, you know, everything looked trending to the way that he was going to be a breakout tight end last year. In the last year, it was he did play 15 games, but he had only 60 targets. So when you go from having 89 targets to 60 targets, and he had five touchdowns, but like that's something that doesn't do you for, that doesn't give you the, the 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 recipe for a a you know breakout season. So I think now he's going to be there. I think the targets are going to be there. I think that with Joe ever moving on, him being the the the, the best tight end on the team, I think that. Uh, that Tyler Hibby will be a top five tight in the show. I'm really, I wish I had got in my league, but um, I have no fan instead, which it is what it is. Um, so that's it. So that's my bowl predictions for the 2021 season. Um, you know, like I said, if you have any start sits, 
you know, quick start or sit questions for me, please message me on Instagram at Gridiron Fantasy Football. If you want to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Gridiron Pod. But that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we'll start. We'll be back on Monday with an episode of like my week one reactions and kind of my uh, starting my my uh, my five most impressive players, my five most disappointing players. And this is where I do a lot of like, um, you know, sp- you know, next gen stat stuff. Cause I always look at that stuff and it's always fun to kind of bring up things that give recognition to players that don't really get the recognition by, 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 you know, looking at the, the, the best stats of the day. So don't forget that, you know, that's going to be on Monday and then obviously our waiver wire show will be on Tuesday. So, um, I hope everyone enjoyed the podcast and we will see you on Monday. Um, and enjoy your week one. NFL season is the the last. This is the last Sunday, or this this past Sunday was the last Sunday until February without football. So enjoy your football for the next five to six months. Enjoy fantasy. Hopefully, you guys win, um, and and go from there. So good luck, and we'll we'll talk to you on Monday. <laughs>